But then again, who asked me? Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Who Asked Me podcast. I have a very special guest with me today. I'm so excited. Nor from The Reality Is. Hi. Hello. <laughs> and we are going to be talking about Love is Blind today. The absolute hot mess of a season. Um, now, Nor, you have since watched season one of Love is Blind, but you didn't watch it before, did you? Correct. I watched season two. So what ha- happened is that <laughs> I was in at a wedding and I... Uh, at the end of the night, we all took some gummies and then we went to a Denny's and everything that was discussed that night felt like a dream. But one of the things that was discussed was they were explaining to me how love is blind works. And I was like, that couldn't have been a real conversation. (laughs) And And then I texted my cousin and I was like, did you guys tell me about love is blind? She's like, oh my God, you need to watch it. I was like, all right. So then I dedicated an entire Sunday to watching love is blind season two. And because I'm a psychopath and God forbid, I have to wait five days to watch the reunion. I was like, let me just watch all of season one. And I watched all of season one and the reunion and the two years after the altar because mm-hmm. I'm a sicko. Yep. <laughs> yep. Sicko for love is blind. It sucks like you in. And you know so what? Sad. I thought that because love is blind, I originally watched the first season during quarantine. So I was like, I may not be that interested, but I had nothing else to do during quarantine. So I was like glued to it. The thing I find absolutely wild, like season two started and I was immediately as hooked, but the thing I find as wild immediately and season one, we were all hooked on Lauren and Cameron. And I found it so like baffling their biggest thing was she was like he's white (laughs) yeah and like they had to overcome that which you know if you know Lauren and Cameron you know that they are they seem happily together um they seem like a great couple I am rooting for them and then the other couple Barnett and Amber I'm not so much rooting for (laughs) um and yeah so we had to prom the prom king and queen of the insurrection literally we don't even have time to dive into them um so one thing that you may not know maybe maybe you have or you've since found out jessica was obviously a hot topic of season one yes you find out we found out later on that mark was actually the devil yes (laughs) jessica always said she was always saying no and one thing i have realized is when, because I kind of saw this with Mallory too, when their families are not willing to get involved or you see the major pushback from their families, it kind of is like, okay, they're probably going to say no. Yeah, for sure. I I noticed that with Mallory and Sal too. Yeah, Yeah. I I don't really know what um, Mallory would have said. I Part of me thinks she might've said yes. I don't, I just don't know because I think she was pushing herself to date outside of what her normal yeah. type is and she said mm-hmm. that but uh, sal and that ukulele and that hairline okay did his hairline look more full to you at the reunion i'm just not sure what's happening with his hair like who is making these hair choices it almost it baffles me because he's got this really thick hairline and 
he doesn't like, and it's a, sh- he cuts it short mm-hmm. and then he combs it to the side. side yep. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, what, as listen, as a former hairdresser, I hate men's cuts. Notoriously hate, <laughs> do, hated doing men's cuts. That I found myself looking at often, like, hmm, <laughs> That's interesting choice, at. bold choice. <laughs> Okay. Bold choice right along with the singing all the time. I tweeted. I said, I just know Mallory was texting her friends like, girl, he's singing again. Yeah. Oh my God. He pulled that ukulele out again. She, there was one at one point when he, when she arrived at the picnic, her yeah. whole body language, she was trying so hard not to have a visceral reaction. I think at one point she goes, <laughs> look down like she was in pain I am I don't like when people sing to me in person just one-on-one I've never been that person and I love music but please do not sing to me I think about that I um as somebody who has sung to people before you gotta cut it short you can't sing the whole song Sal thank you, you. can't sing the whole song because after you would give me like give me like give me one verse and a little bit of the chorus and then we're done. Do not give me the full song and the bridge. Like I don't need that. And, and the Mallory, harmonies. And the <laughs> harmonies. Mallory is like, it's so funny that scene where he's like singing her outside. Mallory is always like, oh, cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like every time she sees, she's got like a tear in her eye. She's like, you are so thoughtful. I'm like, that is just the best response she can come up with. Cause she's not going to be like, stop. I hate, <laughs> I, just, I hate being sung to like, and like from a man, I would just simply pass out, which is crazy because I have friends, female friends that sing and I don't have a problem when they do it, but like oh, in a romantic, when a romantic, in a romantic way, I'm like, my gosh, please don't. But like you react to that, like in a way that Mallory reacted. Um, I found it interesting that they were in Chicago. That's very close to me. So Mm -hmm. I have before the season started, I don't know if I didn't put two and two together or what, but I had multiple people that I know socially here reaching out to me, telling me like, oh, I know somebody who knows Natalie or I know, or no, Mm -hmm. I I know somebody who knows somebody who knows Shane. And then I have a friend who knows Natalie as an acquaintance. Yeah. And I was just like, dang, a lot of people seem to know this cast. And then when I saw their in Chicago, I was like, oh, duh, uh, um, yeah. but yeah. in the first thing, the person that I know that knows Natalie said she was worried about the edit. And I was like, Hmm, I wonder why. And after going through this whole season, I feel like obviously if, when you watch the reunion, she does feel badly. She's crying. Um, you know, when somebody you care about tells you you hurt their feelings, it's really hard to say, no, I didn't. I'm just joking. I deal with that with because yeah. I'm more playful than my fiance is. But if he tells me I hurt, I hurt his feelings, whether it was a joke or not, I have to, you know, listen to that. But with Shane, it's like, we saw some of it. She's just like, he's like, are you going to tell me I'm handsome? She's like, oh, do you really need all those compliments and stuff? But she says it with yeah. a smile on her face. And he's yeah. like, you are such an asshole. Like, And obviously we didn't get to see the fight between them, but he's like, you're not going to, I I'll take most of it, but you're not going to take some of it. And I'm just like, you told her she was the worst thing to ever happen to you. And like X, Y, Z, we, we don't know the ins and outs. And I don't think either one of them will tell us, but what do you think was fully said in the argument? I think it all, so 
the bachelor and bachelorette party that they show is really the night before the wedding. Mm -hmm. Like that really is the night before the wedding. And if you watch the bachelorette party, Natalie is the most sure person in that cast. Mm -hmm. She is even more sure than Danielle. Danielle Mm -hmm. is very nervous, Mm -hmm. but Natalie, Natalie is 100% sure. And Shane has an absolute fucking meltdown at Wrigley Field because he couldn't hit <laughs> he's not he's not the best little bat boy or whatever it is at the field and he's upset about it and like I think what happened is he probably one he drank too much and probably did ample amounts of cocaine and then he went home and was like oh my god I had like I, I look so stupid I feel so stupid blah 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 and she was probably she probably made a joke she yeah. probably was like, oh, like a swing and a mess or something. Like she mm-hmm. probably said something like that. And he absolutely lost his mind. And I wouldn't be surprised if she made a small joke. And his response to that was to say, you're the worst fucking thing that's ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. And she was like, whoa, 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 whoa. That is not the fucking same. Like you are coming at me with venom and mm-hmm. I'm coming at you as a joke. And there's yes. clearly a problem. Plus, let's not ignore the fact that you are tweaking like mm-hmm. you've seen the, the clip that i post i mean he's literally snorting like he's yeah. def- literally sniffing at the reunion because literally i think that he's that that is the reaction of a man who has done cocaine the night before mm-hmm. like so i think what happened is probably something along those lines i also wonder like did shane drop a slur like what okay because so, I'm like you can't be like for her to get that upset and it's it's so sad because I do think that women in general what even and this is true for even myself and my husband when I when we fight there always comes a point where I end up and if he's emotional I will almost end up blaming myself mm-hmm. or uh, just being like, okay, I'm sorry. Like, I know that I need to work on myself better, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But for, for boys, for men, it's a lot harder for them to stop and take ownership for yep. what they've done wrong. And if they do take ownership for what they do wrong, they immediately want you to also oh. take ownership yep. for what they did. Yep. It's always like, I'll, I'll, I'll take accountability. I'm even Shane. who's was like, mm-hmm. I'm the, you know, as a man, I'm going to take a, accountability, accountability, but I, I, I just want to make sure that like you also do. It's like, yep. it, 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 you should take accountability regardless of if the other person does or not, because exactly. that's the mature thing to do. Exactly. So- and obviously you did, you, you did the worst of it, the brunt of it. Okay. And with, I want to circle back to him possibly saying a slur. If it wasn't a slur, I do think that he hit on something racially insensitive with Natalie being Asian, because that is what bothered me about them all around. Um, mm-hmm. I, and I was talking to a coworker about this. I watched the show and she was very much so on the other side. Cause she was like, Natalie's just so she's anyways, <laughs> she's like, Natalie's what? just like so direct and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, listen, I think that is a huge stereotype with women of color in general, but I feel like especially Asian women that they Mm -hmm. are very direct, very dry, very, you know, all of the above. And I can be a direct dry humor person as well. 
And it irritates me because I'm like, okay, well, just because your sense of humor is like that doesn't mean that I have to, it means I have to adapt to it, but y'all cannot adapt to our sense of humor. And that is what bothered me the most is because I felt like he just kept trying to make her something that she wasn't instead of accepting she is accepting the fact that you're a fucking crybaby bitch you need to accept the fact that's a little bitch boy that she's gonna call you out on your shit okay yeah and i do think that altogether this cast had a a lot of strong women a lot of Mm -hmm. strong women whether i agreed with them or not whether i agree with Shayna or not she is a strong-minded woman in her beliefs yes whether i agree with them or not i want to stress that but she is a strong-minded woman um shifting gears into shayna and kyle i am very suspect of kyle because what like he says at the reunion if he would have seen her body language then it would have he felt it would have been different but i'm like i don't know bro she he's how weird he reacted to shayna to the question of whether or not he and Shayna ever dated it. I don't think that that proves that he actually did date her, but all it shows to me is that Shane is very preoccupied with how the world views him. Mm-hmm. And he's very con- like, just like shake. He's mm-hmm. very concerned about how he comes off. He's very concerned about how, even when Natalie left him at the altar, mm-hmm. all he could think was, was how bad it makes him look, look. How I look embarrassing like a fucking it idiot, is. bro. Yeah. I look like an idiot. How embarrassing it is. How, what a, what like a, you know, a smack to his ego it is. Mm-hmm. And then even when Shane, and Shayna with the Shayna thing, he was almost like being like, I don't even want to talk about it because mm-hmm. I think it, it would make him sound like a cheater or a two-timer or whatever. Visceral he, reaction. It was just like such an intense reaction. You know, I do think that like on the topic of these t- strong women, I agree. I think that, I think that when it comes to marriage in general, when a woman says I'm ready to get wifed up, she's pretty fucking sure of what Mm -hmm. she wants. I don't believe that that's necessarily true for men. Mm -mm. I think that for men, it takes a little while. There's a lot of questioning what's going on in their heads. And so there isn't that, that like absolute feeling with men a lot of times when it comes to marriage. So yeah, Shana being as trash as she is, like Shana knew that she could never be with an atheist. Yeah, exactly. And you know, obviously first of all backtrack shane and shana obviously have bare minimally fucked that was so? so oh obvious shane was like i'm not talking about it i'm not talking about it and she's just like no you well, guys she, can't she see. made that she squinted the whole time yeah you guys can't see me but she's just squinting because she on the inside she knows that something more happened there and she's like that's fine okay whatever you don't have to say it because she's i mean she seems like to be obsessed with him and she seems to be obsessed with she reminds me of a devil's advocate person. And I found it weird because the, I don't know if you sent this to me or somebody else sent it to me after the union aired, there's a video of her getting on shakes shoulders and on taking shake's a photo. Shoulders. Yeah, yeah. On shake shoulders. Yeah. And I'm like, but yeah. you're such good friends with deep D, but you, the fact that you even did it, the fact that not that it's recorded, but the fact that you even shake said, let me put you on my shoulders and you did it. And you smiled for a photograph. Like what? Yeah. Well, he body shamed this whole, this whole cast. Well, I think Shane, Shana definitely was not looking for a husband, probably looking for that uh, reality TV to influence her pipeline. I mm-hmm. mean, Sponsorship. I, those lip injections are not going to pay for themselves. Okay? No, or the Botox. 
or the Botox. Now, hopefully the LASIK because (laughs) what's happening with her eyes. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Natalie posted like, please stop, please leave Shana alone. Like, please stop bothering her. I don't know. Like Natalie also recently posted a TikTok where it turns out she was proposed to by like five guys in the pods. Good for her. I was like, good I, for you, but why? But did why? You did she? <laughs> Literally, why? That which is crazy to me. But on the topic of like, oh, please leave Shayna alone. And I always say this: I'm sure there are people saying some absolutely wild yeah. things to Shayna. Yeah. I'm sure there are. I say the same about Stassi, Kristen, all the people that like we've kind of deemed yeah. publicly redacted. Yeah. But at the same time, just because those there are some shit people that will say inappropriate things, wild things, it doesn't mean that you were right in any way, shape, or form. Shana, you came off like a fucking asshole. And Natalie's a better girl than me because if it were me, I'd be like, mm, that's crazy, sis. They really saying <laughs> that to you? Ba- that's Damn. too bad for you, honey. <laughs> Damn, for real? <laughs> like I because that scene at the beach. When she is like, you are out of your mind if you think that you and Natalie have anything in common and oh, the whole God. conversation of like, oh, I have somebody for you, which I still want to know what he looks like. Who <laughs> is that person that you think has so much in common with Natalie, Shayna? Also, where was your family on January 6th? <laughs> I want to know. Where were you? Okay. Because it's just, it's her brother said we could like ride dirt bikes and be American, bro. What? <laughs> what that house was haunting oh my god it was such it was like it was like covered in plastic but Mm -hmm. then also draped with like silks it looked like the furniture that like um jennifer aiden probably got from china and then sold on facebook marketplace and her dad went and picked it up from new jersey like Mm -hmm. that's the kind of furniture it was giving me i was just like do people live here i'm surprised that people live here it doesn't seem like it like it was just it was the most bizarre house I've seen on TV since Hoarders and in yeah. like a very different way. Yeah. And, yeah. and I also, me and some of my friends were like uh, guessing since we know Chicago a little bit. I have two uncles that live up there. We were like guessing yeah. the suburb of Chicago that these people were from because I mean, but moving on yeah. to the obviously the main event of this whole season um, is Shake and Deep D. I, just give me your you go ahead and give me your opinions on not only shake but deepy so off the bat i do want to say about deepy and shake what seems to be very true about both of them is that they have major internalized racism Mm -hmm. i think that there's something really telling about saying outwardly i only date white people like Mm -hmm. you didn't even say i only ate non-indians or like you know, other races, but Mm -hmm. to say specifically, I only date white people Yep, is really intense. And, and look, there was probably a time when I would say stuff like that, probably in high school, maybe in college, like, and that was a thing because probably because I didn't like the way I looked probably Mm -hmm. because I was struggling with that kind of stuff because I didn't really embrace my culture properly or think that it was good enough or whatever. I mean, like South Asians grow up with a lot of colorism Mm -hmm. and that shit carries on. Same with black people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, the, the idea of having a mixed child with a white person is really so desirable. Like even Mm -hmm. When a, a South Asian couple, a fully South Asian couple has a child with light eyes, they're like, oh my God, look at those beautiful eyes. Like, 
you know, like white features, Caucasian Mm -hmm. features are still desirable. And so I think that there's something to unpack there. Also, I do want to tell you hot off the press. Like somebody texted me this last night. (laughs) They know a Brown girl who dated shake. (laughs) So like this whole thing of like, yeah, I've never been with an Indian girl is bullshit because he has dated Indian girls. Um, but anyway, for both of them, I think that there's something for both of them, which is I try dating the Western way. Let me try to do the old school way, mm-hmm. the way that our grandparents met or the way that our parents met. I think that there's something there, but the problem with shake is that shake wants to do the traditional thing, the Western way mm-hmm. in his mind. I believe that he went in, first of all, I believe he went into it to be a reality TV person. Yep, absolutely. I don't think that he actually cared about any of it. I don't think that he actually wanted to be with Deepthi. I think that there, even if you look at the reaction that he had at the reveal, mm-hmm. he just kept screaming, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, like a small child. Yep. And it was, it was such a weird reaction. It was so intense, even in Mexico <clears throat> when they're like making out, it just seems like so put on. Yeah. So I think that he was really trying to make a reality TV moment. I don't think that he actually meant anything that he said to Deepthi. And that became very clear. I mean, two days after they met, right? Mm-hmm. So Shake is Shake is unfortunately a lot of brown guys I know. Mm-hmm. Shake is not even brown. Shake is a lot of guys I know. Yeah. Shake exists in every culture. Mm-hmm. In every single culture. It's black as well. Yes. Black as well. There because- are men who are only who want to say, oh, I want a family and I want this and I want that and I want my wife to be like my mother and I want her to do all those things. But when she when I look at her, mm-hmm. she has to look like a white woman mm-hmm. that I would see in Playboy. Literally. And that is and there's a real clusterfuck there. Um, I was just on Cara Berry's podcast and and um, she said one of the most frustrating things about Shake is that he stripped Deepthi of her sexuality. Yep. Um, you know, he made her into like a maternal character in mm-hmm. his life and his inability to see women beyond that is ridiculous. Also, uh, what was I just going to say about shake and deep D? Oh, deep D. I have to bring this up because it frustrated me. Deep D's makeup. The whole okay. season. Okay. Yeah. It's why it, yeah. are you wearing foundation that is like four shades lighter than your skin tone and graying you out and graying you out. Yeah. I noticed that because as, as much as I feel like shake is absolutely the worst here. Yeah, Yeah. he really is. And he treated her like shit. One thing I found interesting and kind of like parallel between a lot of black, you know, men that I know, and grew up with is just like shake. They're like, Oh, I want a blonde hair, blue eyed white girl. I have always dated an array of men, like Mm -hmm. everywhere, Mm -hmm. uh, all types of men, but my two main boyfriends are white. My Mm -hmm. soon to be husband is white. And then my main ex-boyfriend is white as well. I get a lot of shit because it's like, Oh, you only date white boys. That's not true. Mm -hmm. that's not true. I have dated a lot of men. Oh my gosh. Equal Mm -hmm. opportunity dick employer right here. But (laughs) since I have been with the two main men that I've been with have been white, I get that. However, 
I know black men that have literally only, only dated white women will never say anything else. will never color outside those lines and it's nothing. And they don't get the shit that I get. And I feel like a lot of times, even though Deep D said she's only dated blonde hair, um, blue eyed white men as well. She was, she never, ever, ever once said, well, Shay kind of reminds me of my dad or my uncle. She Mm -hmm. never took Mm -hmm. away his sexuality. She never did that to him because at the end of the day, she was, even though that's what she always dated was white men, she was always open. And I feel like that's the same for black women as most black women that I know that date interracially. I would never, ever say that I'm not attracted to black men because that's simply not true. And I I have been with plenty of them, a whole lot of them. You know what I mean? So (laughs) that's what I, (laughs) that's what I found (laughs) interesting you know it's like you know she hasn't either but she will she's more open and more respecting of shake even though he did not allot her that same decency but at the same time her her makeup and then also the blonde in her hair kind of I was like "Mm." well the blonde in her hair I gotta say I also have gotten highlights that color before. Me too. So, Me too. So, you know, it is what it is with the yeah. fashions. But also with Deepthi, I think that when she was going into this like experiment, I'm sure she told her parents about it. I think that it's also an easier sell to mm-hmm. tell your parents, I'm, I'm, I decided to marry a brown man and this is his family and mm-hmm. his family is like your family and all that stuff. I think that there's, it's an easier sell to your parents. So I feel like yeah. there's so many reasons why Deepthi continued to look into shake. And it's like, you know, it's just like these overachieving women settling mm-hmm. for mediocre men because they fit some sort of box that they're looking for. And the difference is that women will sell themselves short and they will settle down with a mediocre man or a mm-hmm. subpar man because they believe that that is probably what is best for them. But the problem with men is that men will look at a woman who checks off every box and then say, but I think I still deserve better than that. Right. And they will still seek out of that relationship. And like, if we could get guys to just tone it down and for girls to just hype themselves up a little Mm -hmm. bit more, I think we'd be in a better place. I also think like, I don't know, it's just hard for me to keep hearing this. It's weird. I, I think Dipti's a beautiful girl, but there's something about the entire cast constantly saying over and over again, like she's so gorgeous. Look at her. She's a goddess. She's, she's so stunning. All this, like, I don't know. Something about that is giving me like, like a fetishizing situation Mm -hmm. here. Yeah. And you know, again, it's just, and that might just me be me having a private experience. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I think that there's, it's, it's a complicated it's a complicated thing to view. It's also frustrating because while I think shake is such a piece of shit now, there's all these, there's this woman that wrote this like long thing on our Instagram about like how, you know, she would never date a Brown man because she's watched Bollywood movies. And she knows that that's the kind of misogyny that's sold in Bollywood movies. And I had to be like, well, have you ever watched a nineties or two thousands rom-com? It's kind of the same thing. Yeah. we're not really, we exist in a world that dumbs down women and very rarely portrays them to be like the strong women that they are. Mm-hmm. What, romantic comedies especially thrive yep. on making women look like dumbass damsels in dis- distress. So they do. So I think like even that, and even the way this, the show is sold, like I will still watch further seasons of the show. I think the only sensible people I've ever seen on this show are Iana 
and um from season one uh Lauren yeah like those are the only sensible women I've honestly sensible secure women that I've ever seen on this show so I hope that future seasons show us more of that but the problem with love is blind in the future seasons is going to be it's going to turn into what like the bachelor is, which yeah, is very definitely people is. are going to be coming on to actually be somebody mm-hmm. or meet, meet somebody. They're going to just be coming on for, you know, the, the shits and giggles. And especially because people can just agree to marry other people right. and then go on a free vacation. Hello, make out with like a hot person mm-hmm. and then just be like, yeah, this isn't working out. I mean, season one, that's what happened with Kenny and Ka- Kelly. Yeah. Penny and Kelly, we thought they were definitely going to get go through it. And Kelly suddenly was like, oh, I like not really getting the spark. They never had sex. Mm-hmm. And then they neither of them agreed. And it turns out the tea there was that they both are too sensible, too logical people. They came mm-hmm. back from Mexico. They sat down and they talked and said, this is way too much. We're getting too pressured. She thought, okay, let's both say no and then start dating each other. Mm-hmm. But he just ended up halfway through the 30 days of the wedding just like ghosted her stopped calling her didn't pick up the phone and then the day of the wedding obviously happened and he put on this like oh I'm so flabbergasted and then after that that was it like she was like okay so we're not even dating like that's why like if you ever notice Kelly like when she talks about it she gets like a little bit emotional because she's like I thought that we had a good connection but like you just straight up ghosted me because I said I didn't want to be your wife like yeah well okay and then one more thing that i want to touch on with shake you said (laughs) you have said shake's love language is colonization i will not lie and i I agree at one point when shake during the reunion and i audibly told shake to shut the fuck up while watching (laughs) the reunion like i was like shut my fiance was like what are you doing i was like this guy's gotta shut the fuck up (laughs) but a little part of me a very little part of me i said i feel bad because i'm i'm looking at a child here that I know, I know when Shake was a little boy, he was so bullied or he was either bullied or left out mm-hmm. of things. And through, you know, growing up in the Western culture and watching TV and watching, you know, pop culture and all these things, he has formed into what he thinks society, white people want to see of him, which is the yeah. loud, outward, uh, awkwardly funny, Indian boy yeah and it's like that's that it doesn't have to be like that shake okay that is that is the only part where I just kind of like hmm because he needs to talk to his inner child he really does and then he has also been signed to a talent agency the same one as Damien from season one and he and then like I am always a person that I look around I look at who you surround yourself with. So when he signed to the talent agency and him and Damien were on FaceTime I was looking at all of the men who were around and it was all white men it was all white men. And I'm like, shake. What? And I know your mom has something to say to you because she partially said it on camera. And she yeah. was like, I don't, essentially I feel like she was saying, son, do not disrespect deep D on camera like this, because you are more than disrespecting just her. You're disrespecting me and the whole lot of other Brown women out there. Yeah. Yeah. And you could tell she was deeply, deeply disappointed, but uh, we are on a time limit. So I do want to touch on Danielle <laughs> because she also just, she complained about the edit and so did Danielle. And Danielle has said some things to me that are like major red flags, more so than just her 
entire being on the show. One on an Instagram caption, she said, I was so confident before I went on the show and I was so sure of myself. No, you were not. First of all, I don't (laughs) believe that. I don't believe that. But secondly, I hate when people act like confidence is like, bam, I've arrived and I'm never going to be insecure again. That's Mm -hmm. not true. You have levels to confidence. I've reached a level of confident when I was still, well, I'm still 20 for a couple more days, but like in my twenties that I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm standing 10 toes down in my adulthood. I know where I'm at, blah, blah. And now moving into my thirties, I'm like, you know, I have a whole batch of shit to figure out from my body, you know, coming into like, no one talks to you about, we go through puberty and no one talks to you about your woman body, like your grown woman body. Nobody tells you that after 30, your tits just decide to lay down literally like have a nap okay and never wake up <laughs> they say I've been standing up for too long exactly I'm gonna have a you lie know? down exactly you know my <laughs> hips my this so I'm like Danielle you probably reached a point in your life where you're like okay I am feeling good and I think maybe you got a little too zealous and you said I could absolutely go on tv now I'm self-aware enough to know that I see a picture of myself in the background of somebody else's photo and I'm like fuck so I don't think I could ever see myself on TV. When I just see myself just standing in the back of somebody else's picture, I'm like, God damn it. What is happening here? But do you know, like she, and I, when I mean, I met her mom, when we met her mom, I was like, this makes sense. I feel like Danielle's mom might have said something or pushed her in the she past. Her up. Yeah. Yes. And now she knows that. And she's trying to overcompensate on the other side because when they're worrying about whether or not Nick is going to say yes, Danielle's mom is almost like got a knife to him. Almost like you better fucking say yes to my daughter. Like I've messed her up enough. You got to make her feel better. Yeah. (laughs) That's how I felt. Danielle, you know, first of all, she said this whole thing about how she lost a bunch of weight girl. Mm -hmm. I went back and I searched those Instagram photos and granted, sometimes we tweak them and we only post pictures where we're Mm -hmm. skinny, but max Danielle was like a size eight. And now she's like a size two. Like she was not a big girl at all, right? Number one. Number two, I wouldn't be surprised if Danielle's mother was like, baby, you're so beautiful. You should go on The Bachelor. Yeah. And they were like not no. casting her. Mm-hmm. So then she was like, oh, this is kind of like The Bachelor. And then that's where she went on. I do believe that she and Nick genuinely love each other. I think that she wants somebody like Nick, but Mm -hmm. I don't believe that long-term Nick is going to deal with Danielle because she is a mess. She's a mess. There's when those fights would start and granted, yeah, uh, love is blind is a very heavily edited show. Wait, there's no denying that. Danielle is a walking private experience. Yes. Yes. She really is. She really is. When she was telling him after meeting her family, like you were preoccupied and I was on cloud nine and why weren't you on cloud nine? I was like, baby girl, welcome (laughs) to a relationship. Me and my fiance are rarely on the same moon. Never. Like, hello. Like, what do you in over a lifetime? What the fuck do you expect? And his family obviously wasn't as receptive towards it. And his friends, his family was my favorite family oh. in all of season two. Oh, yeah. They were so fucking mean. They hated Nick. And then they, they thought the show was dumb as hell. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my God. The sisters were like, this is the dumbest fucking idea we've ever heard. You're a dumb, you're a dumb shit. Like, I love them. And I want you know what I want? In, f- in future seasons, I want everybody to have to sit 
in front of them and explain their connection. And it's like, if you can get through explaining your connection to these curmudgeonly people, maybe (laughs) there's a chance for your relationship. I love them. And literally, and then for her, she said another key thing to me that was like red flag central when they were trying (laughs) on red wedding dresses. And she said, she found the one, she said, I think I look amazing in this dress. I love it. And I think Nick will like it, which I think will persuade him to say yes. And I was like, I know I rewound it. And I listened to it again. I said, girl, you put a lot, a lot into looks because while I have chosen a wedding dress, I actually chose two, trying to sell one of them now. (laughs) I never once thought Charlie is, that's my fiance. Charlie is going, this is going to help him say yes to me. Yes. he's going to love it so much. I could walk down the aisle in a brown paper sack and he would be like, is that what you wanted to wear? Babe? Fine. <laughs> He'd be like, if that's what you like, if you like it, I love it. I swear to yeah. God. Because yeah. he's also a very simple man. He's like, he loves his Captain Marvel t-shirts <laughs> and some jeans. Like that, that's who he is. So whatever I come down the aisle in, he's going to be like, okay. I have never, ever been like, I think I look good. So it'll make Charlie love me more. I was just like, girl, you put so much emphasis on looks. And that is what tells me when you're preaching, I was fine before this. I was fine. No, you you thought you were fine because you have reached a level of physically what you think you want, have always wanted to look like, but you haven't worked on the inside. And then she also in an Instagram caption mentions People online are trying to self-diagnose me and call me things and they're, they don't have the license to. You mean just like you called Nick narcissistic? Yeah. We are all guilty of that shit. I try, I go out of my way to try and not do it. I really do. Because it does drive me crazy and Hannah Burner is one of the biggest reasons why. Mm-hmm. I try not to do it, but we all do that. Collectively, we need to stop. But I will agree with Iana calling Shake a narcissist. I will too. I will too. (laughs) But and I think, but I think Iana is studying um, psychology. Okay, even if she wasn't. But yeah, but I I agree. Yes, either way. But yeah, I'm like Natalie, you're not Natalie. Danielle, you're complaining about things that you do. You just don't like when they're aimed towards you. Lala Kent, like, yeah. <laughs> what are yeah. you doing? Okay, it's like, yeah, I, I, this wasn't the best version of me. It was a hard look into oneself, but shit, girl, like, yeah, what self the self awareness with that one is lacking. Yeah, I just think that there's like a certain type of person that can. Marriage is hard, man. I'll be married 11 years in July this year. I've been with my husband for like 13 years. Mm -hmm. And thank you. And you know, marriage is, marriage is like, it's really fun, but it requires a lot of work on yourself. Mm -hmm. Like people say marriage is hard because you like need to like worry about the other person. No, marriage is hard because it really makes you think about all of the things that you have the issues that you have internally, mm-hmm. it'll never work. Marriage never works. If you go into a relationship and no relationship will work. Even friendships don't work this way. If you go into any relationship thinking that you have to convince the other person to change in order mm-hmm. to be the person that you yep. need them to be, that's never going to work. Mm-hmm. You have to meet people where you can, where you can take them. You yep. know what I mean? Like meet people as far as they will take, take themselves. And like for 
somebody to be super insecure going into a marriage. I'm like, good Lord. And here's the thing about Nick. Nick is a fucking weirdo, possibly a serial killer. Yeah. But Nick is very sure of who he is. He is. Because he is very particular about everything. And somebody Mm -hmm. who is that sure of who they are doesn't necessarily have the bandwidth to worry about somebody who is insecure. Or maybe that works for him. Who knows? Time will tell. But Mm -hmm. like, that's one of the things that I wish that Love is Blind would focus on is that you have to be a person who goes into a relationship knowing who they really are. Like the reason why Lauren and Cameron worked is because they both knew who they were as much as I hate Amber and Barnett they're very sure of who they are as people so Mm, I wish Amber would be sure about something else about her but yeah sure (laughs) but they would you know they're like they're very sure of who they are even if the people that they are are misogynist like Mm -hmm. it's just who they are and they are at least sure and you're not going into a relationship trying to convince the other person to like get on board with you if you're secure in who you are even if you have a disagreement with like a difference of opinion with your partner it's okay because you respect that that's their opinion. It doesn't affect who you are. Exactly. And and like that is always lost on love is blind. Mm -hmm. And as much as I, like, I know we're going to wrap up, but I like, I hate, I hate shake. I don't think that he has anything of value to bring to the world. I think he just wanted to be a reality TV star. I don't necessarily think that love is blind is truly a show that only focuses on emotion mm-hmm. because if it was, they wouldn't ship the couples off the very next day after they get out of the pods to go and fuck on a beach. Like let's not talk, let's not act like Vanessa. I get that you, I get that. I loved when she berated shake. I loved it. I thought Nick was totally right. I think she's right when she says, you know, this, you're on the wrong show. If you think that emotional connection doesn't matter and superficial connections are more important, or like if you're prioritizing looks more than emotions, but a majority of the show is spent where they can see each other Mm -hmm. and build a physical connection and marry each other based on almost 30 days of them being with each other all the time. Right. So is it really love is blind? I don't think so. Cause you're only letting them be blind for 10 days. Right. It would be love is blind. If we all met at the altar. Like right. that would be love is blind. It wouldn't be like, so I do think to some degree, the show is kind of love is blurry. It is, well, it is. And you know, some, a lot of people have made the point to where it's like, okay, love is blind. And we've tackled some of these things, but there are, the, there's not an array of people because collectively these people are, all of them across the board are conventionally good looking. None yes. of them are like, Oh, you know what I mean? No matter what their partner may have thought, all of them are conventionally, statistically good looking. Okay? They're like able-bodied, mm-hmm. straight sized people. Every right. guy, except for Shake, has a tight body. Mm-hmm. Like they all look like good. I hate Shake, and he's definitely not attractive to me, mm-hmm. but he's a conventionally good looking person, yeah. I guess. Right. Yeah, I hate the fact that the very beginning of the show, they're always like, they were like, roll out the fatties and like a bunch of women mm-hmm. who look like me are like shown. And I'm like, yeah, this is so exciting. And then we never, never hear see them again. again. Yeah. We never see them again. <laughs> the girl, when shake said, I like to be with somebody who works out. And the girl says, not happening. I not said, happening. you fucking go girl, because that's what she said. No. I don't want to do that. You know what <laughs> I want like, next year on Love is Blind? I want a bunch of like Miami Beach 
beef meat cake guys to be like, who are like Instagram or fitness people, all the guys to be that. And I want all the girls to be just like regular, mm-hmm. like plus size girls, not even pl- like midsize. Even if you put a midsize girl on there, they would be like, oh my God, look at this fat person. She's oh, a size 12. She really would. Because I'm I like, I flirt with a 10, 12. I am so midsized. Like I am so, so mid, I'm the definition, if you ask me of midsize, like, and that's fine with me. You know what I mean? But like, I know on camera, I probably would translate into a lot of people as plus size, which is, but that's what I want. That's Mm -hmm. like, let's, let's do love is blind where one season it's like actually like normal looking people like Mm -hmm. and like and I'm saying the average person okay give me somebody who's balding give me somebody who's just like your average nobody I don't want to see anybody with a tight body on love is blind anymore and then I want to see what happens give me a receding receding hairline hairline. Mm -hmm. I want it all okay somebody who doesn't know how to do their makeup somebody who doesn't that was was easy but yes (laughs) (laughs) it was multiple people messaged me they're like what's going on with her foundation? I didn't want to say anything because I'm like, I went to beauty school. So I often find myself like, they just like highlighted her face on her wedding day. And everybody was like, she's the most gorgeous bride I've ever seen. And I was like, that's a shame to South Asian brides. Cause we are way hotter than that. Like I, you know what? I also hate that she wasted that dress on him because that was she can gorgeous. It. She can repurpose it. Look, she's probably going to get married one day and it's probably going to be a red dress because that's what we actually do. Really? I knew. <laughs> I knew when she rolled out a white dress. I knew when there were like no family members at the wedding. Mm-hmm. Like this is never going to happen. I knew. I knew that as soon as she was like, you know, no matter what happens, I guess we'll just see. I was like, okay, you're going to say no to this piece of shit and I can't wait. <laughs> oh yeah. And I loved it in his reaction afterwards. I wanted to fucking barf. Even the girl he was talking to when he was like, you know, if I would have said yes, she would have said yes. So the girl even goes, Oh, <laughs> like she goes, Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, what are you saying? Uh, but okay. Nor, thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, we will have to talk about bravo schmavo <laughs> another time and have you back on but it's always a pleasure you want to plug your stuff yeah we're everywhere you can hear podcasts uh and we're on twitter and instagram at the reality is pod and we're on patreon at reality uh, at patreon.com slash the reality is pod all righty and you guys know where to find me we will talk to y'all later bye <laughs> And before I let you guys go, I did have to hop back on here and remind you, please, 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 if you have not yet rate and reviewed me on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to do that, as well as rating me five stars on Spotify. It just helps get your girl out there. I feel like we go over this every week, so it should not be that hard, okay? And we do not have a So That Happened this week because I am saving the one that I want to do for our next episode, which will be on situationships. So... I will talk to y'all next week. Do not forget to give those rating and reviews in and don't forget to follow me over uh, over on, wow, Instagram at Who Asked Me Podcast or my personal page at Zell's Life, S-E-L-L-E-S-L-I-F-E. Bye.